Hello, hello. I'm Jessica, and this is the How I Met Myself podcast, a show where we talk about the journey of self-discovery and finding your purpose in life. After years of feeling stuck, I finally found clarity around my purpose. Now, I'm going after my dream, sharing my story here, and bringing you conversations with healers and spiritual teachers to help inspire and guide you to your purpose. Join me and start building the life you're meant to live. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the How I Met Myself podcast. I'm Jessica, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. It means so much to me that you are tuning in, and it's been so wonderful to connect with some of the listeners on Instagram recently. I am just really honestly so humbled by the community that is starting to form here. So thank you for everyone who is joining me and who has reached out on Instagram. It really does mean the world to me to have your support. Today's episode is a very personal one. I actually recorded this uh, over the summer and I am just now ready to release it. It's a subject that is not easy to talk about. It's really uncomfortable to talk about. And I've had a lot of wounding for a long time about this. And it's something that I've really had to work through. And so now I'm kind of in a better place where I feel like I'm ready to share it. If you read the title of this episode, then you know that I'm going to be talking about my weight loss journey. But really more than that, what I'm going to be talking about is creating any change that you desire in your life. The reason this is really top of mind for me right now is that I have been doing a lot of healing work over the last few years, and I've been trying to release old narratives and trauma from childhood. And I feel like I finally really made progress there and I'm emerging from this state of kind of chronic stress. And I'm now shifting into a different energy that's really an energy of creation. And it's gotten me thinking about all of the things that I want to create in my life, the dreams that I've held for a long time, but that I'm now really ready to go after and to call in. And so that got me thinking about the process of creation and what it really takes to manifest the things that you desire in your life. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you a step-by-step process for how to create the life that you desire, how to actually shift into a new identity, the identity of the person who has that life. Before I go on, I just want to caveat that I would not consider myself a quote-unquote manifester. I've read the books, I've listened to the podcasts, so I am very familiar with the techniques. But when I have done this in my own life, I didn't realize what I was doing. I was really operating according to my intuition. I mention this because what you're going to hear today is kind of a fresh take on manifestation. And really, I would say it's more about shifting into a new identity and being in the energy of creation. That being said, I am a firm believer in the law of attraction, and I think it can be so useful in helping you create the life that you really desire. And my belief goes even further than that. I believe that the life you desire already exists because I believe in the quantum field. And I believe that there are infinite possibilities for this life. Your job is to become a vibrational match for the life that you desire. The secret to doing that is that you have to become the person who is that vibrational match. 
you have to shift your identity. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. I want to talk about how to shift your identity. And I'm going to share a few stories from my own life where I shifted my identity. And I didn't even realize at the time what I was doing. But I now know that the reason I was able to achieve the goals in those examples is because I shifted into a new identity. If you're familiar with manifestation techniques, then you've probably heard of limiting beliefs. These are the beliefs that you hold that are preventing you from having the thing or the experience that you want to manifest. And the manifesting community would tell you to reframe these beliefs, to effectively debunk them. So let me give you an example. Let's say you are trying to get a new job that earns a salary that's $50,000 more than what you are currently making. Some limiting beliefs that might come up are, that's too big of a jump, the employer won't be able to pay that much, my skill set doesn't command that much money. If you really take the time to examine these limiting beliefs, what they really boil down to is your belief about yourself your identity as an employee, and how much you believe that that person can or should earn. You perceive yourself to be someone who isn't worth that much or is incapable of negotiating that salary. And if you believe that about yourself, then you will not receive a job offer for the increased salary. But Let's say out of nowhere, you receive a job offer for that higher salary. Now your belief about yourself has changed. You have evidence that you are the kind of person who can command that salary. So now when you conduct your job search, you're approaching it with a completely different identity. You're going into the search as a person who is worth the higher salary because you've already received an offer for that higher salary. And your wish for that salary will be granted when you receive your next job offer. Why? Because you entered the search with that different identity. That shift of identity is what allowed you to manifest the salary you desired. The question is, can we recreate that identity shift without actually receiving an offer for that higher salary? And the answer is yes. We just have to trick our brain into thinking that we have already received an offer for that higher salary. We have to shed that old identity and convince ourselves that we already own the new one. I wanna get into my personal stories in just a moment, but I just wanna say, There's a lot of research now to back this up. At the time when I was manifesting, so to speak, I wasn't following anyone's method or formula. I was just acting according to my intuition. But now that I've had a chance to examine these experiences more closely and really see them through a spiritual lens. I understand the underlying energetics of what I was doing and how that led to the desired outcomes. And what I love about this is that I can now turn my own experience into a formula that I can follow and that you can follow to bring about the change and the experiences that you desire in your life. The first story that I wanna share with you is about my weight loss journey. About six years ago, after struggling to lose weight for most of my adult life, I lost about 20 to 25 pounds and significantly changed my body. I probably went from a size 10 or a 12 to a four or six. And for the first time as an adult, I felt really healthy and confident in my body. I know that weight and body image can be really triggering issues. They definitely were for me and they're just so personal. Sharing this now with all of you is 
deeply uncomfortable. I have struggled with my weight for a long time and and I have a lot of wounding from it. I'm sharing this story not because I'm here to give advice on how to lose weight. I wanted to tell it though because it really does exemplify the identity shift that's required when you are trying to manifest something in your life. It's applicable to anything that you want to bring into your life or change about your life. It's not just limited to weight loss. So a little background for me, I struggled with weight really ever since college. I think like a lot of people, I gained weight in my first year of college. And I don't even think I was aware of how my body was changing, but I just remember at a certain point feeling like my clothes weren't fitting as well, or when I went shopping, it was hard to find clothes that I really felt confident in. I didn't have any literacy in nutrition or exercise at the time. I played sports in high school, so I was always active, and I think up until college, I just didn't really have to think about my body that much. And I was able to just kind of eat the food that was provided for me and do some exercise, mostly through sports. And that was that was fine. And, and I really just didn't think too much about it. But of course, in college, I was eating only what was available at the dining halls, which wasn't honestly that healthy. I certainly was not making the best choices when it came to nutrition. I was drinking a lot in college, and that led to late night eating. It just was not a healthy lifestyle. And I remember some of my friends trying different diets. I remember the South Beach diet was a popular one at the time. But I never, I just never really joined in. After college, I did start to make an effort to lose weight. And I would work out and I would try to eat what I thought was healthy, but I didn't really make that much progress. I would kind of go in and out of it, which meant that there was never really a significant change. At a certain point, I went to a nutritionist and I went actually with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and we started following what I think was similar to a paleo diet. And I was really motivated and excited at first, but then I became really frustrated because I watched him start to slim down and I experienced very little change. It was so hard because I just couldn't really understand why I wasn't seeing progress. For anyone who's ever struggled with weight, you know how frustrating this is and how kind of depressing it can be when you're getting dressed every day and you just don't really love the way you look in your body or in your clothes. I think I also had this impression that all of my friends had quote unquote better bodies than I did. And so I would see my friends wearing all these clothes that I wanted to be able to wear or We'd go on a trip and they'd be in their bathing suits and I would feel so self-conscious about being in my bathing suit. And weight had just become such a big part of my identity. And not just my weight, but actually my struggle to lose weight. I thought of myself as someone who would always struggle to lose weight. I felt like I would never have a body that I would feel good in. I would never be able to wear a bathing suit around people and feel comfortable. And I actually saw myself as separate from the girls who did have that type of body. I believed somehow they were different from me. There was certainly a self-worth component at the root of it. And ultimately, I think I just didn't feel worthy of that identity. And it wasn't even that I was obsessed with having a certain body. I think it was more that I perceived there to be a sense of freedom that comes with having a certain type of body, freedom to wear what you want, freedom from feeling self-conscious. And that's what I wanted but didn't feel worthy of. I remember my parents asked me if I had had blood work done to see if maybe there was a medical reason that was preventing me from losing weight. And 
I can remember thinking that I hope I have something because I want a reason why I can't do it. In a way, I wanted something like that to hide behind and to affirm that this was part of my identity and it was something that couldn't be changed. Like if I have a medical problem, then it would solidify it for me. I did actually find out that I have hypothyroidism, which does slow your metabolism and can cause you to struggle with weight loss. That diagnosis gave me a reason to further sink into this identity as someone who can't lose weight. My mom had also struggled with weight loss at certain times in her life, and so this served as further evidence that I just wasn't the kind of person that could lose weight. I had inherited her genetics, and so I just assumed that I also wouldn't be able to successfully lose weight. I even remember my stepmom once saying to me, we can't help our genes, which was obviously not a very nice comment to make, but it did stick with me and really fed into my belief system that it just was beyond my control, beyond my power. Just before I got engaged, I knew that an engagement was coming and I knew I really wanted to change my body for my wedding. I wanted to feel the best I had ever felt on my wedding day. I wanted to look back at photos from my wedding and not be disgusted by my body, which is often how I felt at the time. I wanted to feel confident walking down that aisle. So I decided that this was the time to really make a change. I knew that the wedding was going to be more than a year away, so I felt like I really had enough time to transform. And my friend told me about this app called Sweat with Kayla. I think it was one of the original at-home fitness apps. And it was great because all of the workouts were 28 minutes and could easily be completed at home with limited equipment. My job was very demanding at the time, but 28 minutes felt doable. And so I just committed to doing it pretty much every day. And I also started to change my diet. I can't remember exactly what restrictions I set for myself, but I think I pretty much cut out carbs like bread, pasta, rice, and then also sugar. And I definitely started to see some results. The thing about weight loss that's really amazing is that when you start to lose weight, even if it's just a couple of pounds, it gives you that positive reinforcement. But what it really does is it begins to help you shift your identity. And you can go from being a person like me who didn't believe that I could lose weight to becoming a person who now knows that I can because I just did. And that is by far the most powerful thing when it comes to achieving any goal or making any change in your life, believing that you can believing that you are the kind of person who achieves that goal. So fast forward a few months and I was trying on wedding dresses. This is after I got engaged. And I was trying on a dress that was pretty form-fitting. It wasn't really the style that I wanted, probably because at the time I didn't believe that I would look good in that kind of dress. But I remember looking in the mirror and saying, I can't wear this dress. Maybe if I was 20 pounds lighter, but it's too tight and I won't feel comfortable. The sales lady turns to me and says, you know, some girls get really focused and they change their bodies. This comment was both simultaneously one of the most off-putting and rude things someone could say and also one of the most life-changing things anyone has ever said to me. I don't know if it was her tone or what happened exactly. But as soon as she said that, it ignited something inside of me. And I decided in that moment that I was one of those girls who was going to get very focused and change my body. And I never looked back. I was now one of those girls. I let go completely of my old identity that was associated with being the kind of person who would always struggle with weight. And I took on a new identity as someone who would achieve her goals and completely change her body. 
Over the subsequent months, I really buckled down and was incredibly disciplined with my diet and exercise routine. And I kept getting to new thresholds. I think at one point I owned like every size of jeans because I would just keep passing through sizes. I remember one time over the summer, just a couple of months before my wedding, I had been traveling a fair amount, and so I hadn't seen my friends for a while, but I was getting ready to go see them for a barbecue. And travel used to really throw me off, but I was able to stay really disciplined even while traveling. And so I guess I had made a lot of progress with my weight since the last time I had seen my friends. So I was going over to one of their houses for a barbecue, and I remember I was wearing cut-off jean shorts and heels. And I never really wore shorts before because I have really wide hips. And when you have wide hips and you wear shorts, they just ride up. It's like wedgies all the time. Well, one of the last places that I started to trim down was around my hips. And so I finally was able to wear shorts without getting constant wedgies. Anyway. I remember I showed up to this barbecue and I was walking up the driveway to the back where everybody was and they were watching me walk up and I could feel them looking at me like they didn't recognize me and I'm like waving, hey guys, and they're like, who is that? And I'm like, it's me. And finally I got close enough where they could see me and my face and so they realized that it was me, Jessica. But it was just this moment where the identity that I had taken on in my inner world was now being reflected in my outer world, and they were seeing it for the first time. It was really wild because all that I had been feeling and experiencing internally had manifested, and it was visible for everyone to see. As I mentioned before sharing this story, I didn't realize at the time that I was manifesting this change to my body. I really thought about it more in terms of changing my lifestyle and really getting disciplined about my diet and exercise. But as I reflect back on the experience and knowing all that I know now about manifestation, mindset, and identity, I see that the behaviors following a strict diet and staying consistent with my exercise were the result of the shift of identity, not the cause. You could see it as, okay, she changed her diet and exercise routine and that shifted her identity from someone who used to struggle with weight loss to someone who was able to lose the weight. But the secret is that it actually happened in reverse. My identity shifted first, and the behaviors in my outer world followed, which then caused a physical change to my body. And again, I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time, but now I see it. And so we can use this to reverse engineer any outcome that we want to achieve. So let's break this down a little bit further, and I want to highlight a few things that I did that you can do when you want to manifest something. So number one, get clear on your intention. This is very obvious, but you really have to know what it is that you're going after. In my case, it was losing weight. And so you just have to be very, very specific. And actually, the more specific and detailed you can be about what it is that you want to manifest, the more likely it will come true. The reason for that is that when you hold a very specific intention, you are directing your attention to that goal. And where you direct your attention is where you send your energy. Pointing your energy toward that outcome is what allows you to make the identity shift and ultimately bring about that outcome into your life. The second thing is to identify the feeling you will have when you achieve this outcome. For me, I really thought about how I wanted to feel on the day of my wedding when it came to my physical appearance. 
what would it feel like getting dressed that morning and walking down the aisle with everyone looking at me? I wanted to feel confident. I didn't want to have any self-conscious feelings. I just wanted to feel good in my body. And feeling is so important because emotion is energy. And energy has a frequency. And we know that the universe will deliver us an experience that is a vibrational match to the frequency we are emitting. There's the Einstein quote, which I spoke at length about in episode 12. And this is one of my all-time favorite episodes, so definitely go back and give it a listen. But the quote is, everything is energy, and that is all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. So what this tells us is that we need to feel the feeling ahead of the experience because it's the feeling which carries a frequency that actually draws the experience to us. So in my case, I wanted to feel really confident on my wedding day. And when I look back, I was actually already starting to feel really confident. I don't know if it was the engagement, you know, I was feeling really good after getting engaged and I was excited about our future. My job at the time was going really well. I was getting promoted and, you know, just taking on more responsibility. And so that fed my confidence. But I was already experiencing this energy of self-confidence and it was boosting my self-worth. And so I think that that is really what allowed me to attract the experience of feeling self-confident on my wedding day because I actually got to feel confident prior to my wedding day. And you can manufacture this feeling just by visualizing and thinking about it. You can meditate on it. You don't actually have to already feel the feeling. You can just envision it and meditate on it and that will create the same effect in your brain and also in your energy field. So it's really the combination of having a very clear intention and feeling that elevated emotion that allows us to get into a place where we're able to create and really attract the experiences and the things in our lives that we really deeply desire. I think that there's another reason why it's really important to focus on the feeling. And this is something that isn't talked about that much. When it comes to weight loss, it can often feel like you never quite reach your goal. You get to your goal weight, but your body doesn't look quite like how you imagined it would look at that weight. The same is true for goals related to your finances. You might set a goal to achieve a certain income level and then you get there, but you're still wanting more. You will never feel satisfied if it's about a number. So I think that's why it's so important to focus on the feeling rather than a specific weight or salary. When I look back at photos of myself from around the time of my wedding, what I see more than anything is the feeling that I felt at that time. I remember the confidence. I remember feeling really light and airy and radiant and just very magnetic. And that is ultimately what I really wanted. It wasn't so much about having a specific body type. It really was about that feeling. And I bet if you look back at photos of yourself from different times in your life, what you would remember is how you were feeling at that time. You know, you might be smiling in the photo, but if you were having an internal experience of depression or of feeling unworthy, you'll remember that. And so that is why it is so important to 
really identify the emotion that you want to feel when you achieve the outcome because ultimately that is what you're really driving toward. It's that feeling. It's not the number on the scale or on your paycheck. It's not the house or the car. It's your internal experience and the energy that you are living in. So get really clear about how you want to feel and then feel that emotion ahead of the experience. Number three is the identity shift. You really do have to believe that you are the kind of person who is worthy of whatever the goal is. For me, it was that comment that the sales lady made that really solidified this. I, you know, I think I was already starting to to feel into this new identity because I had lost some initial weight, but it was that comment that just really drove it home for me and was the thing that I said, you know, I'm never looking back like this is my new identity, that old identity doesn't exist anymore. And then the second part of this identity shift is you do need some evidence that you are that person. So what was my proof? Like I said, I had had some initial weight loss. And the other thing was that, um, you know, I mentioned that I wanted to look back at photos from my wedding and feel really good about the way that I looked that day, feel proud. And, you know, I I imagined like my children looking at the photos one day and I wanted them to see me in a certain way. And I would literally envision photos from my wedding day of me in my dress looking a certain way. And what I didn't know then, but I now know, is that this is the power of what Dr. Joe Dispenza calls mental rehearsal. It's when you create a memory of you achieving the thing that you want to achieve. And you can actually trick your brain into thinking that this experience has already happened. And what better way to do that than envisioning a photograph of yourself in that experience? Your brain literally cannot distinguish between the actual experience and the make-believe memory of it. And when your brain thinks that something has already happened, you experience the feeling of it happening. And then that attracts an experience that is a vibrational match in the outer world. The other part of the identity shift that's really crucial is you have to kill off your old identity. And I really kind of mean that literally, like you have to really separate yourself, detach yourself from that former identity. And for most of us, this is the hardest part because it's so ingrained. It's the way we've been operating and living our life for probably a long time. And so these beliefs are really tightly held. We're holding on to them very tightly. So it's important to just do as much as you can to really release that old identity and make it so it doesn't exist anymore. The other part of the identity shift that's important is acting as if. So this is something you might hear a lot in manifestation, and it really is about acting as if you've already achieved the goal. So for me, what this looked like was I didn't hold myself back from buying the clothes, for example. Now, I'm not saying I bought clothes that were three sizes too small for me that I wasn't going to be able to wear. No, that's not what I did. But as I was losing the weight, I didn't say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait until I lose this much more weight before I buy clothes. No, I indulged every step of the way. Like I said, I owned like every size in jeans. And it's because it allowed me to actually feel what it felt like in this new body that I was creating and feel confident in it. And it just reinforces the that energy. The other piece is that I noticed my whole vibe started to change because I was really feeling into this new identity. 
I mentioned that I was starting to feel more self-confident. And that inner experience that I was having of self-confidence was starting to be reflected in how I was carrying myself, how I was interacting socially. And so I was really just vibrating in that energy at that higher frequency that comes with having a really strong sense of self and self-worth. Even before my body had fully transformed, I was already acting as if it had. I was operating in that energy, in that at that frequency. And when you do that, you broadcast an energetic signature to the universe into the quantum field that goes looking for an experience that matches that energy, that frequency. And that is how you draw that experience just like a magnet to your reality. One thing that I want to mention and clarify is that I do not equate a certain body type with self-worth. I think that there is often a misconception about this and that people maybe make that assumption that if they reach a certain weight or they attain a certain body type that that means they'll have an increased sense of self-worth and it's just not true. I'm not going to deny that I started to feel more confident as my body changed, but it wasn't so much about the way my body looked. It was more coming from the fact that I had done something that I didn't previously think I was capable of. I had held this belief for so long that I couldn't lose weight. And so the fact that I did felt like a big accomplishment. And so that certainly fed my self-confidence. But the point that I really want to make is actually that I felt confident first before I actually saw the change in my body. And that is the power of feeling and acting as if because you have to feel the emotion, the elevated emotion before the change occurs and that emotion is actually what brings about the change it's so powerful now the fourth piece is that you have to make behavioral changes that the person associated with this new identity would make if you've done the previous steps correctly this should happen pretty effortlessly because you're already vibrating at the frequency of the person associated with this new identity. You're acting as if and operating in that energy. And so the behavioral changes follow. There's less resistance because you already believe yourself to be the kind of person who can lose weight, for example. And if you're the kind of person who loses weight, then naturally you're the kind of person who can stick to an exercise routine or a diet. The last component to all of this is surrender. I don't think I fully surrendered, actually. Maybe the last month before my wedding, but I was so focused and disciplined, and it was something that was on my mind a lot that I I don't think that I was really able to surrender until the very end. And I don't, I don't necessarily recommend doing that. I think it's a balancing act of putting your attention on what you're trying to achieve, but then also letting go. There is a saying, where your attention goes, energy flows. So it makes sense that if you put a lot of attention on this new identity and vision for what you're trying to manifest, you will attract it. But surrendering, what it really means is that you let go of your attachment to the outcome. About a month before my wedding, I had made enough progress that I really felt good. And I knew at that point that no matter what happened, I was I was good. I was happy with how I looked and how I was going to feel on my wedding day. You know, my dress fit. I had already gotten my outfits for the other wedding weekend events. And while I did feel that there was more progress that could be made, 
I was able to finally let go. And in those last couple of weeks, my weight dropped even more and kind of effortlessly. So I do really appreciate the act of surrender and think that it's a a very critical step. I want to add that after my wedding, I was able to sustain my weight and I, I maintained it for a really long time. I did get pregnant and, you know, I had two full-term pregnancies, two miscarriages, and throw in a chemical pregnancy because why not? So my body definitely went through a lot in the last six years since my wedding. And so I certainly don't look the same as I looked at my wedding. And my expectations about my body are different now. I'm a mom. I've been through a lot with the pregnancies and miscarriages. And so I'm not expecting to have the same body that I once had. But what I have noticed is that my body does change with my mindset and specifically my beliefs around my identity and my self-worth. Self-worth is something that ebbs and flows. And I've certainly noticed that when my self-worth is lower, I sometimes retreat back into that old identity a bit. And as much as I shifted into this new identity when I was in that lead-up period to my wedding, there's some unfinished business there. There are some layers that I still need to process through related to my self-worth. And so that's a lot of the work that I've been doing recently. The work is really asking yourself, what is still blocking you from fully stepping into that new identity? What's keeping you in the energy of the old identity? So if you are someone who ever finds yourself making that leap, but then regressing a little bit, that's a good indication that you need to go through those layers, process a bit more, and really kind of get to the root of it. Because I think for some of us, there's just such deep-rooted issues that we need to revisit. Sometimes we make progress and then the universe asks us to go back and, and revisit those issues, kind of take another look at them and make sure that we've really integrated those lessons that we need to learn around that particular issue. It can be kind of frustrating sometimes if that happens, but don't give up. It's a worthy cause and you will be able to shift back into that new identity once you've fully processed what was keeping you from it. I want to share one other story about the importance of shifting your identity because I really do believe that this is the key to making change in your life or manifesting an outcome. This story is actually from childhood when I was about 12 years old. I was in middle school, which like many, these were not my best years. I wasn't a complete outcast, but I wasn't squarely in any one clique. Looking back, I can see that I really lacked identity. I hadn't figured out who I was yet, and so I spent a lot of time chasing my place in the social landscape, and I didn't come across as confident. So it's no wonder that I experienced your typical mean girl covert bullying. The consequence was that I began to view myself as unpopular. And that became the identity that I associated myself with. But over the summer between 6th and 7th grade, I went to sleepaway camp for the first time for four weeks in Maine. Being from Seattle, it was very uncommon to go to the East Coast for camp, which meant that I had the opportunity to completely reinvent myself because no one knew me. No one knew what my social life was like at home. For all they knew, I was the most popular girl in school. And that's exactly who I decided to be. That summer, 
As I got off the plane in the Boston airport, I boarded the bus for the drive to Maine as a completely different girl than who I was in Seattle. I walked in carrying myself the way that the popular girls at home carried themselves. I imagined myself having tons of friends, being the leader of the pack, and getting lots of attention from the boys. Please forgive me. I was 12 years old, and these were the things that I cared about at the time. Right away, though, I was magnetic. I made friends easily. People looked up to me. I was the one that all the boys wanted to dance with at the camp socials. And it all came down to the belief that I held about who I was. At home, I believed myself to be unpopular and on the fringes of the social circles, someone who kind of struggled socially. At camp, I believed myself to be the queen bee. And I shifted into that energy of being this magnetic person who was fun to be around, who was confident, a leader. Interestingly, my son, who is just four years old, is going to day camp this year for the first time. And his camp reminds me a lot of the camp that I went to without the sleepaway part. They have all different camp activities like horseback riding, swimming, archery, arts and crafts, and they do campy things like talent shows, and they have special camp songs and chants. I was such a sucker for all of that when I was a kid. But anyway, I went to an orientation meeting for all of the parents for this camp, and the director was talking about how the counselors get to make up what they want their camp name to be. So instead of going by their real name, they go by this other name that they determine. So it'll be things like Spike or Buzz or Cricket, whatever they want. And the campers can also choose a name. And the director explained that the reason they do this is because camp is a time for kids to step into a new identity. Maybe they're thought to be a certain way at school or at home but camp gives them an opportunity to reinvent themselves and be someone different. I literally started crying when he said this because not only was this my experience at camp, but I understand how powerful it is to be able to take on a new identity and how that can truly change your life. And changing your identity is something that you have the power to do. It's a shift that you make internally. If you feel held back from achieving anything in your life, look at the beliefs you hold about yourself and your identity, and then commit to a new identity. When you make this commitment internally, meaning it becomes your inner experience of your identity, the universe responds by delivering you an experience in the outer world that matches your new identity. So really get clear on who that person is that would have the thing or the experience that you desire. How does that person feel? How does she act? Really feel into that energy. Take that energy on as much as you can. That is how the shift happens. First internally and then externally. I hope that you all feel empowered to give these steps a try to bring about the changes in your life that you are hoping to call in. You can think of it as an experiment, an experiment with the quantum field, with the infinite possibilities that exist for you. And I encourage you to start with something small. Review the steps that I laid out And then pick something in your life that you want to manifest, something, maybe an experience, and really think about how do you want that experience to go? How do you want to feel during that experience? For example, maybe you have a date coming up. Just think about how you want to feel on that date. Or maybe you're going on a vacation. How do you want to feel while you're on the vacation? How do you want to feel when you return home? Maybe you're starting a new job. What do you want that first day or first week to feel like? Practice the steps with these everyday experiences that you're going to be having 
And then you can apply this formula to anything, any experience, any outcome that you want to bring into your life. That's the beauty of it. And the more that you practice it, you become a master, a master of your identity, a master of your internal experience, because that is what draws your reality to you. Before we close out, I do want to just quickly review the steps, and this might be a good time to get your journal out just so that you have it and you can jot them down as I'm going through them once more. The first step is set your intention. Get really clear on the outcome that you're trying to draw in. Step two is feel the elevated emotion that you will have when you achieve this outcome. Step three, and this is a three-part step, is really shift into that new identity. The first part of the identity shift is find proof, evidence that you are that person. The second part is the mental rehearsal. Rehearse the memory, create a memory, a make-believe memory, so that you believe that you are that person. And three is kill off the old identity, release, let that person go. Step four in the process is act as if. You have to start acting like the person that has the outcome that you're working toward. And step five is make the behavioral changes. The last step is surrender. Release any attachment that you have to the outcome. That's it. Those are the steps. So give it a try, and I would really love to hear how it's going for you. DM me. I'm at underscore how I met myself on Instagram, and I love connecting with listeners. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you have a question. If you're like, hey, here's this thing that I'm trying to manifest or a change I'm trying to make in my life. And I want to follow these steps, but I'm not really sure how. Just shoot me a message. I would be happy and and really honored, actually, to be part of your process and to offer any advice that I can. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I am always, always available to you guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review the podcast. It really does help me out to make sure that this podcast is getting um, surfaced in the search results on Apple and Spotify. And if there is someone in your life who you think could benefit from this episode, share it with them because it really could change their life as well. So I am wishing you all a wonderful week ahead and sending you love and light.